Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome to another word of encouragement for you here on the Children's Channel of Agape Love, Love is Here's Global Teaching Ministry. This channel is entitled For Children of All Ages. That is you. This wonderful motion video that you are watching is from pixabay.org. I'm allowed to download them for free to help you see into the realm of the spirit, where most of the time we do not see. I think it's a beautiful one for this week's words of encouragement to you. Children of all ages, I am Pastor Deborah, and I want to tell you the title of this lesson. This is lesson number three of the year 2022. Hopefully, we'll get through all 52 weeks of this year and begin on the year 2023. But you can always go back and watch these over and over long after I am gone. You can be watching these. This Word of encouragement is entitled, What are words of hope for your heart and your spirit? That's right. And what do we always like to do before we begin any teaching? Does anybody remember? Yes? We pray. That is right. Is there anybody here who would like to say a prayer for all who are watching or who are here? with me right now in the spirit. Yes, you? Okay, you go right ahead. I'll bow my head while we listen. Thank you, little one. That was so sweet. Dear Heavenly Father, you heard the words of this little one. We ask that you bring to pass your words that you have set forth, prophesied to us by Isaiah 61 and 62. Help bring them to pass in these little ones' lives in their spirit. Help them now to receive a lesson of your words of hope and to help understand what it is, why they need it, and how it comes in small and will grow and grow if they feed it. Your words of love in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. I want to introduce you to my another, to one of my other co-hosts. This one is called Little Red Rose. Here he is. Can you see him? Can you see him clearly? He's carrying, as you see in his hands, a little red rose that he would like to extend to you. Go ahead, take it. There you go. Hope comes in like a little beautiful flower, small, and it's not brought by a big hand where you would be fearful of it. It's brought by love. 
something you can receive. I have worked with many, many people who've been in bad places, come out of great darkness, and they're afraid of hope because they've had none all their lives. But when a little one comes, a sweet, tender voice offering just a little rose, saying, here, here, just smell the fragrance of it. Look at it. Eventually, the little ones will take it. But sometimes, because they are so frightened, have been hopeless for so long, they're afraid to hope. And you might be like that yourself. Well, I'm going to put him down so I can teach, okay? He's not far. I want to help you understand what hope is. So I went to the Webster's Dictionary. It's a very dictionary my son used when he was in the eighth grade, some 30-something years ago. The word hope is defined as to cherish a desire, a deep need, or a want with anticipation or of an expectancy to be fulfilled. It also means trust. It means to trust with expectancy of obtaining something. Four, it means to expect with confidence. Number five, to expect being fulfilled. Number six, reliance. Number seven, belief in fullness. If you see at times me looking down, I'm looking at my notes. Number eight, belief in success. This week's word of encouragement about words of hope for your spirit and your heart, that's your mind of your soul, is based on Psalms 7, 1 through 8. Psalms were poems or songs, prayers, petitions written by the ancient King David of Israel. He wrote them down and we can read them. I usually read out of the King James Authorized Bible. It has no commentaries by anybody. So I have to go to the dictionary to help me. So King David is speaking to us out of the Old Testament. Verse 1. In you. Oh, right there we're learning that hope is in somebody. He's telling us. In you. Hope. This belief in trusting, in believing for something to be successful is a who. It's in somebody, King David is telling us. Oh, Lord, oh, my gosh, it's in this guy King David calls his Lord and his God. He says, do I put my trust? That means... I'm going to have hope in you, Lord, my God. And that by putting means believing and trusting. It's an action that you have to do yourself. We have to put our faith, our belief, 
our expectancy, our trust, our hope in this who, in this Lord, this God of King David. It's in him. It's not something you can learn in school or learn by your parents or that the world can teach you. Hope is in someone. This is what King David is teaching us. My trust and my desires, my hope for my success are in you. And I'm going to put my thoughts, my inner soul and my spirit on you, in you, with you, dear Lord and God. King David is telling us, I will have hope in you, in your abilities, in your power, in your strength, in your love, in your hands, in your arms, in your life, in your words. Only in you will I put my hope. King David says, when I do this, King David is saying about himself and this God. When I do this, God, let me never be put into confusion. He is saying, when I put my trust in you, my hope, don't let me be put into confusion. Many people of the world hear other voices. And you will get confused. They will tell you they love you. And then they hurt you. I love you. And I will never leave you. And then they divorce you. Or your family separates. You get sold off to other people. You see you're not worth anything. You're just a sacrifice. Or you'll hear words that I'm always going to be with you and love you. And somehow you're kidnapped. You're abused. You're left out on the streets. You're kicked out. Hope then is confusion to you. What you had been hoping in through the soul of a person to humans becomes confusion to you. And you become, I ain't going to believe anything you tell me because you've lied to me. You said you'd be there and you're not. You said you'd love me forever and you don't. So confusion sets in through lies and bewitchment, betrayal. But King David is saying, when I put my hope in you, Lord and God, the God of Israel, you will not let me be put into confusion. You will not lie to me. You will not betray me, he's saying. You will stay steady and faithful. And I can trust in you. And King David, that verse takes us over to Psalms 25, 1 through 2. This is still King David speaking to us. And he is saying in verse 1, unto you, O Lord, do I lift up, I turn for help. I think about you. My soul is turned towards you. My mind is concentrating on you. My heart is looking 
panting for you, not for another human, not for money, not for your parents, your sisters, a spouse, a job. It's panting for this God of Israel. Verse 2, oh, my God. Can you call the God of Israel, the God of King David, your God also? That's a good question to ask yourself, little one. Oh, you you may not understand in your soul. You might be a little baby in the crib, not able to talk yet, but your spirit can talk. I have talked with babies in the womb. I have talked with them on their deathbeds when they are one day old. Mm-hmm. The spirit is able to talk, even though the biological body can't yet. Mm -hmm. So King David is asking and saying, oh, my God, all you got to do is your spirit is cry that out. Oh, my God of King David. And he'll be right there for you. David goes on and says, I trust in you. I have hope in you. Let me not be ashamed of that. Let not my enemies triumph over me because I have hope in you. So David is saying there is a battle that goes on in the spirit. Your little spirit has spiritual enemies that want to triumph over you. Put you in shame and dishonor. And oppress you and enslave you. Take away all your hope and trust in this God of King David. And he is saying, help my spirit. Help me. Help me to trust in you. Let me not be ashamed of my trust in you. My hope in you. What you told me. If you said you love me, then let me hope in that. You said you will never leave me nor forsake me. Help me to hope in that. Verse 3. Yes, let none that wait on hope on you, O Lord, be ashamed, be dishonored, laughed at, scorned, bullied. I have to do that. I had to just do that this morning. A little eight-year-old said, I guess if you never get the vaccine, we love you so much. We don't want you sick. I'll never see you. I'll never be allowed to see you because that is her philosophy of her mother and father. I said, that's all right, honey. Then I guess I will never see you in the person. We'll just have to keep doing Zooms. I said, but I took this situation about COVID and vaccines to the Lord. Asked him what he wanted me to do. And God will work with each person where they're at. And if God tells you to get it, then you go get it. And you're in perfect obedience to the Lord. But God told Pastor Deborah, he himself, this God of hope, gave me a rose, sort of. Whoops, let's get you. Gave me a rose, so to speak. His vaccination. 
for this COVID. I felt power come into me. Mm -hmm, Boy. Then he gave me a booster shot for all the variants that would be coming. So it went into my spirit from this God who said this COVID virus, he created the original one that were in bats. He created all the viruses and bacterias. But man got them, man tweaked them through what they call the gain of function to make them more infectious. So then the pharmaceutical companies could go and create vaccines and make a lot of money. And then at the same time, they're making money. They are oppressing and threatening everybody to be a part of the herd. Get in line. Take take this mark. Or else you can't go to work. You can't do this. You can't do that. So I knew that was coming. That's pretty much what goes on in the world. And I asked God, what do I do? He said, I will vaccinate you. So here came the rose. And I got a shot from God. It was powerful. And it goes to my spirit. And then my spirit releases that to my soul. So I have no fears. And I have words of hope and encouragement. If I get around people. And that just happened here about almost two weeks ago. Somebody came over to my house to watch a hockey game with my husband. And he told him that his daughter had just come home to visit them. And she got tested and had COVID. And she left. So I put the days on the calendar. I have isolated myself. No COVID. Now this little eight-year-old is telling me, well, I guess you, I won't be able to see you ever unless you get it. We love you. We don't want any bad thing to happen to you. I said, and I have to tell her the story. I tell her the story of my life, how God has protected me from gunshot wounds, almost being stabbed with scissors in my home, from having a heart transplant, being poisoned. And I have brought murderers and people who into my home to try to help them. And I've had to trust God every single day of my life. And he gave me a vaccination. And it goes to my biological body from my soul that originated from God of hope, that God that you see right, whoops, right up there, that son. He sent it into my spirit and out to the rest of my body. The kingdom is protected, spirit, soul, and physical body. Now, that's not for everybody. And I tell her. People, they go, well, you pray to God and ask him what you're to do. He might tell you, get the vaccination. The goal is to be obedient to God, not to use your earthly mind and soul and your wisdom, but to go to God, ask him, let him tell you what to do clearly and plainly. And the parents of this child, they want to say, well, God gave you a mind and you should use it. And well, you know, blah, 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 blah. So she sort of hung up on Zoom, didn't want to talk, got angry. I got mama calling back and she's probably, you've upset our child because of the vaccination. So I'm I'm busy today. I'm doing God's work. 
I don't have time to deal with all that. I gave up my son years ago. Killed him myself, so to speak, emotionally. The person I was named Jan, I became Deborah. It's in the story called It's Time. I don't really have the emotional attachments to physical bodies. All my family on the earthly side are all gone, except husband. Uh, son is still alive, but I don't really, not that attached to anybody. But to the spirits, oh my gosh. Those are where I go. So I'm busy today, and you are part of that. So King David is going on and saying, you, our Lord, are going to help us. So we won't be humiliated, dishonored, confused. And he says, I will lift up and I will turn to you for help. I'll think about this in my soul. I'll think and turn to you. Verse 2. Oh, my Lord. And as we ask, can you call this God, this Lord of King David, your God? He says, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. I just prayed that to God today. I said, God, I'm trusting in you with this vaccine. Let my life be an example that if you get told by God, and he says, I got your back, I will protect you. And let my life be a living sign and wonder to others, even if it takes years and years and years. Don't let me be a liar out there about you. So really, it's his reputation that's on the line, not mine. I just have to have trust in him that what he said he did, he did do. I know he did. But now his reputation's on the line with other people that have heard me say that. So King David is saying, I trust in you. I trust God with my life. I gave it over to him a long time ago. Let me not be ashamed of that, he said. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Because if they do, then they are mocking God himself. Verse 3, yes, let none that wait in hope and have hope in you, God, on you, in you, with you, be ashamed, dishonored, laughed at, scorned, or bullied. Because when they do that to me, they are mocking God himself. They're laughing at him. But let them be ashamed, which transgress you, God, without cause. When they do that to me, and they put pressure on me, and they say I upset, and I said I'll never, I guess I won't ever see you. To me, my life is different. I'm not interested in seeing people and having really relationships in the soul, in the physical world. That's the world of the earth where there is a God of that world. My job, the ministry I've been getting is to you in the spirit. Verse 4, show me, King David is saying, your ways, 
oh, Lord, teach me your paths. So using the vaccine, he showed me his ways for me may not be the way for you. And that is between you and God. Some little ones, their parents will make the decisions for them. God will protect you. And he is saying, show me the way that I'm to go. Show me your path. So he showed me. And then when I started hearing about the other variants come, I said, what do I do? He said, I'll give you a booster that will cover all the variants that are coming. We have to have this hope in God that King David did. We need his truth, his understanding, his revelations, his ways and paths. He might say, get the shot. Don't know. He talks to people differently for different reasons. He might talk to you as a small child, say, get the shot. And you may not have a choice because your parents make it for you. Mm -hmm. And he'll still be there right there for you. But Pastor Deborah and him, we've been together since I was probably three years old and I'm almost 70. He has saved me from attacks, death, heart transplants, poisons, saved me from sexual abuse, vicious attacks of dogs and snakes. He has protected me spiritually from Satan and his demons himself. Mm -hmm. Been there, walked a horrible life, but God was with me. Verse 5, King David goes on and says, lead me in your truth and knowledge and your wisdom and teach me. You have to be led. You have to know. You have to trust in this hope of God and what he says. We have to be taught. Then you'll get a chance to make a choice. And then an attack will come. Now, this family that I minister to, they're going to attack me for what I said to that little eight-year-old. And it wasn't a very long Zoom this morning. But I have to still love them. Their spirits will come to me. And I have to disregard what their soul and their mouth is saying. Because that lives in a different world. They're flesh creatures. They give in more to that and what their soul and their culture and their feelings and what's going on. I don't do that. I have to learn to love the spirit that's in there. Keep my distance a lot. So King David is going on and saying, we need some information about hope. We need information about you so we can trust you. We need some experiences that each time something happens, you're there. Each time somebody wants to make us ashamed, we look to you. King David goes on and says, we have to have hope in this Lord. One has to be led to this God of King David and for him to teach us. For we need his truth and his knowledge in our lives, in our spirit, in our soul. And we have to have hope in that. Sometimes it takes some abused people a long, long time to trust him. 
did you know in some therapies, therapists will take you back through hypnosis because you used to ask, where was Jesus when I was getting abused? And they'll take you back through hypnosis and they will show you or help you to believe Jesus is standing right there with you while you were being abused. That makes him what? A pornographer. He's complicit in your abuse, not doing anything to stop it. And they're working with your soul and your deep subconscious. Mm -hmm. That's not how God works. He takes your spirit out of there. Mm -hmm. Helps you create a person to go through it. It's called disassociation. But they want you to believe that Jesus was right there while you were being abused, watching everything that was happening. So you weren't alone in it. You were, he was with you. But he wasn't doing anything. He didn't stop it. But that's the ways of the world. So David goes on, why should I do this? He's asking you. Have hope in you. And I'm asking you, little one, why should you have hope in this God of King David? In his truth. In his knowledge. And King David says, because you are the God, the source, the eternal being of my salvation. You are going to save me, have saved me, wills from spiritual death, separation from you. Upon my earthly death, he says, you will come and be with me always. I've been with him since I was three. He has protected me, guided me through some horrible stuff. He had a plan for me. He protected me from things. But some of us, he has to allow to go ahead and come on up. And a lot of people are very happy when they get there. It's full of love. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he allows a lot of kids to be abused. But down in this earthly world, there is another God. His name is Satan. He is evil and wicked. He works through people, your parents, your brothers and sisters, your uncles. He works through bad people that want to touch you and hurt you in places that are private. Mm -hmm. He works through religion and other gods of this world that say it's okay to sell you and make you a child bride at eight or nine. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that look at you just as a property to be bought and sold for money. To be used to make money, to sell drugs to. I don't care if you live or die. To neglect, because they are needing. So David will have you ask, why should you trust him? Why should you have hope in him? And he says, because you are the God of my salvation. When earthly death comes. If he is your God, you will be in his arms. And he will welcome you home. Mm -hmm. He says, my salvation is in you. Not in my friends. Not in my money. Not in any partner or spouse or brother or sister or job. Nobody but you. And David goes on and said, knowing that truth. Having that understanding and wisdom, I will wait on you all the day and on no one else. Means I'm going to depend on you. I'm going to have hope in you and trust in you that you 
are my hope. And in you, I will not be confused. And in you, you will give me hope, an expected end, success. Verse 6, remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. He said, I'm going to remember that your tender mercies towards me, even in my womb of my mama, and your loving kindness towards me, for they have been ever in the realm of the spirit, even before there was a realm of the spirit. They were in you ever of old. I will remember that. Now we go to Psalm 7, 1 through 8. This is still King David talking. He says, deliver me. Hope brings deliverance. When I got my vaccine in the spirit from the Holy Spirit himself in my spirit, I was delivered from fear of COVID, fear of dying, fear of being ridiculed, fear of having anything, going to the hospital with it. Oh, I still have to do battle with family members. Mm -hmm. But I've been delivered personally of that fear of being shunned by the herd. The fear of death, the fear of COVID, fear of dying. David goes on and says, in your righteousness, you cause me to escape all the confusion, the fear, the anger, the bitterness, the sorrow, the grief, the sadness, a lack of hope, the shame that comes with it, the dishonor the rejections, the betrayals, the abandonment, the hopelessness, even the eternal death, that separation from you, the God of hope and a God beloved. So David is saying when he puts his trust in this God, this Lord of the King of Israel, he is delivered all these things. He feels safe now that no matter what happens in this earthly world, he's got a home to go to. He's been accepted. He's back in the family. He's no longer an orphan, no longer a widow, no longer an abandoned child, betrayed, but loved. Just having that hope that on that day, you're going home. To your loving father. So David goes on and says, incline and turn your ear unto me, Lord God. Hear my cries, my silent prayers, and save me. Sometimes we call out in silent tears, just a thought or a whimper. But we're turning and we are putting our hope in this God and Lord. Of King David. Verse number three. By you, O God, my Lord, my strong habitation, the place of safety, my hope, my defense. 
where I may continually trust in, turn to, be in favor of. You, O Lord, have given commandments to save me. You've decreed them, prophesied them, sent them out. They are law. Why have you done that, Lord? For you are my rock. You are my strong fortress and tower. You are my pillar, my strength, my foundation, my high place above all the rough seas and the fear, the torment. When I put my hope and trust in you, no matter what comes against me physically, emotionally, even spiritually, you are there. Your host of heaven is there to help me. You are my tower of defense. I've had to use that so many times. I'll just give it, God, I'm running into you. I need your defense. God, help me. There's snakes coming after me. He says, I'll take care of it. God, Satan's coming to get me. No problem. Angel wings come and cover me. And I disappear. God, by giving me the little rose of hope. Long ago, when I got the Holy Spirit, hope was given to me. And then when I need it, it's handed to me if I ask for it. I've been given this the first time I said, I love you. The little rose of hope comes in, plants its seeds in my spirit, grows and gets watered, blooms, and is there for me. Verse 5. Whoops. Verse 4. Deliver me. King David is saying, and I am saying, you call out to God and say, help me, Lord. Help me, God, King David. Deliver me. Oh, my God. Out of the hand, the snares, the deceptions, the lies, the confusion, the bewitchments, the deceptions, the disbeliefs. Out of the hand of the wicked. Out of the hand of the out of the hands of the unrighteous and cruel people. Deliver me through your hope, through your trust. I turn to you, he's saying. Deliver me, help me, and he will help your spirit. Then your spirit can help your soul to deal with the thoughts, the feelings the fears, the emotions, and can calm down the biological body and be at peace. Verse 5, for you, O Lord God, are my hope. King David is saying here, O Lord God, you are my trust, my hope, my success from my youth my childhood, my infancy, even from the womb. David knew God was his hope, his protector, his defense. 
even in the womb of his mother. Verse 6. By you have I been held up, given hope from the womb. Even the babies in there, when abortion is coming, they're coming to kill you. God is right there. Pastor Deborah's right there. We're going to get you out of that body and deliver you into his hands. You, O oh Lord, are he that took me, birthed me by your laws, your commandments, out of my mother's bowels. My praise shall be continually of you. Little one, he was with you in the womb. He is there now. He's with you in your infancy. Even though the world is cruel and wicked, there's war and famine and you're starving and sick and you can't eat. Your belly is swollen. You're being abused. Maybe you were sold or kidnapped. Maybe you feel the rejection and the betrayal. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's been curses on your life. Maybe you've been sacrificed for other things, other people. He is still there for your spirit. Can you call on him? He will give you hope. He will give you an expected end. He's the God of your salvation. If you want him to be. Now he won't force himself or his hope on you. He will come sweetly through a little teddy. Maybe my voice of a mother, a shepherd. He will bring to you and offer you the red rose of hope. It might just come in a thought, a picture. In a dream. And something will change in you. I have to work with spirits and people that are so ugly and mean. And I have to hang on to them in love. Some take a long time before they'll even reach out their hand. And accept the rose of hope. Too afraid to hope in it. Hope's been destroyed in their life. Can't trust anybody. Can't trust any God. Can't trust anybody, but maybe their system of multiplicity, all their little parts and programs, what they can do. Mm -hmm. So this little teddy with one rose is bringing to you in the realm of the spirit Trying to keep him straight here. The red rose of hope. And if you want it, just reach your hands out. Reach your heart out and say, I want it. And the red rose, the seeds of hope, will be implanted in your spirit. And the Holy Spirit will come. And he will breathe words and life to you. You will nurture and feed your little spirit. Words, truth, and knowledge of hope. You will learn about this God who's the source that King David found. The God of Israel. Mm -hmm. 
So have hope today, little one. Mm -hmm. Pastor Deborah brings to you the red rose of hope. Trying to keep Teddy straight here. All right. Father, all those that call out to you, offer them your red rose of hope. Let them be as King David, trusting in you for their salvation, reaching out to you with their thoughts and hearts. Let them not be ashamed or confused anymore. Let them stand strong in you, that you are their hope. Nothing else, no one else, only you for them spiritually. Fight their battles for them. Be their defense against all that's coming against them. And help them in this horrible world that is so against them, so evil towards them and wicked and cruel and abusive. Help their souls to have hope. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. Me and little Teddy are going to go now. Next week, I'll bring you another one and another word of encouragement for you, for children of all ages. This is Pastor Deborah from Agape Love, Love is Here's Global Teaching Ministry. And this word of encouragement, this new channel is sponsored by Agape Love, Love is Here's Global Ministry. And by its own YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms. Mm -hmm. See you next week. Bye. Bye.